Yeah, baby. He is a disco dancer. He's happy. He's go lucky. He's handy and he's handsome. Red, green, watch out. Handy Andy Barrar is here. It's handyandymedia.com, but it's not just handy Andy. It's traveling Andy and whistling Andy, which we'll get to that part later. Uh, you're back from your whirlwind trip. How was it inside the Amazon box? Oh, it was great. So I went to Arlington, Virginia for Amazon's annual fall uh, device and services event. Basically, it's where they show all the newest gadgets that they're going to be releasing just in time for the holiday season. But it really gives you a preview of, of the stuff that they're working on behind the scenes. And as I predicted, Shane, last week when we were talking, I said, I think... AI, like generative AI, that chat GPT style of AI that everybody's been playing around with, I think that's coming to the Alexa voice assistant. And it sure is. They spent a big time talking about how that voice assistant, Alexa, which, by the way, first came out, the Echo speaker with Alexa first came out in 2014. That means next year, Alexa is going to be turning 10 years old. And so it seems fitting that you know, now that she's 10, she's getting smarter and more conversational. And that was what the big thing, because when you talk to these voice assistants, whether it's Siri, Cortana, Google Assistant, and Alexa, it still sounds like you're talking to a robot. But what they've done is they've been studying, you know, how humans communicate and, you know, our conversations, what we do here on this show. And they're trying to mimic that with Alexa. So in the near future, you're going to be able to have a two-way conversation with this voice assistant without having to say that wake word, Alexa, every time you want it to start listening. And it's going to be more conversational in, in the sense that when you ask Alexa a question, she might say, hmm, um, uh, you know, like things that humans say. So it's going to sound more like a human and you're going to have back to forth conversations and she will remember things that you said previously. So for example, if you have a favorite sports team and you tell Alexa that later on, you can be like, how's my team doing? She's already going to know what you're talking about because she's starting to store that information. And that's the generative AI part because she's taking stuff that you said before, and then generating new content and things afterwards. My Siri does the hmm when it's trying to figure things out, right? Which I find actually quite frustrating because I'm just like, just tell me it's not working. <laughs> like it's, You can't reach it. Um, but you can change accents with the Apple product. I know that. Um, which I, I don't know if that's okay in today's world, but I imagine somebody somewhere in the world might have a Apple product with a Canadian accent, eh? Like, I don't know. I guess it's only fair. And so you can change that. My personal favorites, I like the Indian accent and the Irish accent are my two that I use because I think that sounds really fun. And um, I feel like I have a real world traveler friend that I talk to. But are you concerned that because you don't have to use wake words anymore to prompt it to listen? Is that concerning that they're just listening always studying all the things you say in the background to get to know you and make things easier? Well, that's a big concern for a lot of people. And I think when they were designing this two-way conversation, they took that into account. What they're going to be rolling out is when you want it to start listening to you to like have that conversation, you have to prompt it by saying, Alexa, let's chat. And then once you say that, then she's kind of like in the listening mode as if you're having a two-way conversation. She's going to listen. You're going to say something. She'll say something back. And then you can have and continue that conversation. 
So it could be like they were doing a demonstration was he was saying like, Alexa, you know, what's the weather this weekend? And then she tells him, he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm thinking about having a, a party for the football game. Can you give me some recipe ideas? And Alexa would give a recipe. He's like, can you draft a message that I can send to my friends to invite them over? And so Alexa, just like ChatGPT, will start to make a message that you could send to your friends. And then you could be like, yeah, I like that message. Send it to my phone. And then Alexa will send it to your phone. And from there, you can copy it and then send that message. It kind of shows you where they're trying to make it uh, the voice assistant head. It, you it, it, Essentially, they want it to make like an assistant. Like you have someone there. And if you have smart home products like a smart lock, smart lights, uh, smart thermostat, in the future, like right now, if you want to change the heat, you have to be like, Alexa, turn the heat to like 22 degrees. In the future, you could be like, Alexa, I'm cold. And she will understand that you're trying that you're cold and you want the, the thermostat to go up. So you don't have to be so specific like like you would with a robot. You can just kind of say, like, hey, make make the living room cozy. And then the, she will understand that, okay, I'm gonna turn the heat up. Another thing you can do, and I think parents might like this, is if you have all these multiple smart home gadgets, what you can do is create routines for those without even having to use your smartphone app. So you could do multiple routines. So something like this. You can be like, Alexa, Monday to Friday at 9 p.m., make an announcement to tell the kids it's bedtime, turn the lights off, turn the TV off, lock the door, and arm the outdoor cameras. And then just by that one phrase, every time at Monday or Monday to Friday at 9 p.m., that will happen. And I think that is what people need for them to adopt the smart home because you don't have to be tech savvy to have everything, you know, controlled literally through your voice with the voice assistant, that being Alexa. That sounds really cool. I think you're right. The convenience is awesome. Not quite sure how you undo it. I, I also don't know if I'm comfortable with, I realize I'm being skeptical here and I don't mean to be, but it is happening naturally. So I observe that. That if you're sitting there and, you know, Andy's over and we're chatting and like, yeah, it's chilly in here. And all of a sudden it's like, here comes the, here comes the heat, right? It doesn't yeah. seem very uh, Amazon climate pledge arena-y to automatically turn on the heat when you'd think it'd be like, well, Alexa comes back on and says, well, put on a sweater there, Dumbo. Like, you know, <laughs> put on some yeah. socks. So I like it to me, it seems like it's a little I, programming for the kids. That's a great idea. Those kinds of things. How do you undo it and clear it all if you need to clear it? And at what point does it stop listening to need to know everything? But then again, if you think of it from the convenience piece, I guess we don't know. Is the information leaving your house and going to some centralized server where someone can basically get a complete roadmap to your temperature you like it, your sleeping temperature, your everything? When you walk into a store one day to buy a mattress and they're they're like, you know, what's your name? And you're like, I'm Andy. And, and then the computer goes, hi, Andy, this is your bed, right? Like that would be convenient, but also yeah. kind of creepy, you know? I think they, they, they understand this, that this will be a concern for a lot of people. So they have a lot of privacy mess. Uh, you know, uh, privacy measures in place, like they try to anonymize the data, but they do need this data. They do need to see how people are using the smart speakers to then better improve it. But I think the thing that uh, really kind of um, surprised me 
is that they're really trying to make Alexa not just these smart speakers. They want it everywhere. They're doing a partnership with BMW to have Alexa just embedded in future vehicles. So if you need like help with directions and, and, and such, it will go through. The one thing that I saw that kind of really you know, got me intrigued, Shane, was they have a product, and I don't know if people know this, it's called Echo Frames. These are glasses where if you wear prescription glasses, you could have these glasses and on the sides of the glasses where it goes right by on your ear, the stems, inside is a microphone and a speaker. So you can prompt Alexa, it connects to your phone and you can have Alexa right there. No one else can hear it, but you could prompt and, and get like, you know, if you need help uh, for certain information, you can just ask Alexa that way. But you could also take phone calls, listen to music, podcasts. It's essentially everything you could do with the wireless earbuds in your ears. That technology is now going into the frame of your glasses. And and I, I started to think, you know, like people are, have already adopted wireless earbuds. If you already wear glasses, even if you want sunglasses, you can get these Echo Frames. I'm wondering if people will adopt it because what they were saying is that they got so much technology that you could be driving in a car, have both windows open and still have a conversation with somebody and they wouldn't even know that you had the windows open. So I'm interested if people would actually adopt it. The only issue I see from that is everyone's going to think you're talking to yourself because unlike when you have uh, Apple AirPods and you can see that little white stick in your ears, People are just going to think you're crazy if you're just walking around having conversations yeah. and all you well, have is eyewear. Crazy enough, right? We always thought until you realized the earbuds were in the ear. Uh, yeah. I have to tell you, the place where I thought the glasses would be the best is uh, when Handy Andy goes on a date and he calls me. He's like, Shane, what do I say next? And then I'm like, Tyler, she looks good. And you're like, oh, you look good. Per- right? Yeah. Yeah. That would make a great for uh, one of those rom-com movies, you yeah. know, where where someone's struggling and then he has the echo frames. Maybe, hey, Amazon has Prime Video. There you go. Yeah, there, there, there's, the, there's the, uh, the premise for a future screenplay right there. So what do you think, Shane? Do you think people would adopt that if, like, you know, working professionals, if you could take a call and you're just walking around washing the dishes, you know? Well, they would have to have a way to do it with um, easy interchange style. I think people will never give up vanity for convenience. Yeah. I think that's been proven over time. I mean, you look at how much time and money people spend on it. So if it's something that you can either clip onto your glasses or that can integrate in the stems only, so then you can still have the style you want or something yeah. like that, that to me seems far more adoptable if I could guess. Well, I highly recommend everybody check out my video that I that I filmed from there. They have all these different styles of glasses. You can't tell that there's technology in those glasses. And if anybody wants to see it, you can go to shiftheads.ca or you can go to my website, Handy Andy Media. Go to the blog section. I have all the videos from the Amazon uh, device event where we're talking about everything from the Echo Frames to Alexa in your television. So if you ever have a hard time finding what to watch, you can go to something like Alexa, what movies should have won an Oscar but didn't? And she will actually give you suggestions on what she mm-hmm. thinks should have won based upon what other people have saying. So from your television to your car to even your eyewear, in the future, you're going to have a voice assistant available. HandyAndyMedia.com is where you can go. And he uh, not only... Is uh, is he a uh, is he a fantastic DIYer and gadget geek? But he's also a super duper whistler, and um, and I've got the video here 
of Andy um, and his whistling skills from so long ago. This was from 2019. Love it. So there is, uh, you've been whistling again. You've, you've brought it back and you've, uh, you're chasing the, uh, amazing, uh, just like this glitz and glamour world of professional whistling. What's happened? No, well, no, let's take it back. That, that clip that you just played was from the 2019 World Whistling Championship, which I was on my bucket list to enter one day. I would always tell my friends, you know, one of these days I'm going to enter the World Whistling Competition. And so I did. I auditioned. I got to go. They have different categories like popular music, classical music. You can do uh, whistling accompanied by an instrument. So I just did the pop music and I did Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack because it's very melodic. There's a lot of these melodic jumps. And I thought, you know, I want to impress the other whistlers. Be like, whoa, who is this guy? So I picked that song. But it was interesting because I, I go there and they were like, yeah, you have to. Is this me? Oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is it. This is the one from your studio, yeah. This is the next year when COVID happened. It was uh, video only. Why not? Yeah. Your eyebrows really dance, eh? Yeah, so my, I make funny faces when I'm whistling for some reason. <laughs> I think it's because I'm trying to hit notes and everyone's like, what's going on with your face? <laughs> Anyways, so I, I did it that 2019. Then 2020, COVID, it went uh, virtual. And then I was like, okay, I did it. It was off the bucket list. Two weeks ago, I get an email from that TV show, Canada's Got Talent. And they said, we want you to audition for the show uh, and whistle. And I was like, what? So I guess they found me online somehow. So I had a call with them and, and they were like, yeah, we really want you to, to go on. So he's like, okay, I'll look into the submission. And when you submit, they, they have this one section. They're like, how are you going to impress the judges? How do you get to kick it up a notch? If you mm. get selected and everybody, Shane has always bugged me. They're like, Andy, you have to combine your two hobbies, whistling and skipping. Yeah. And we've skip- actually received text messages on that just tonight. So, yes. So everyone wanted to do that. So I was like, okay, I got to try this out. I, you know, it sounds kind of impossible. So Shane, check this out. I finally found a song that I could whistle and skip to. What a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. Wow. Because there's enough pauses in there where I can catch a deep breath and keep going. So in the audition tape, I'm jumping rope, whistling What a Wonderful World, pulled it off. I sent it to them. Now they're putting me to the next round and to the next round. So now here's the problem. I've gotten so close. They're ready to book my flight. Wow. And they're like, we're having, they're like, we're having issues getting clearance for What a Wonderful World. We need other songs you can jump and whistle to jump rope and so now i'm stuck because that was the one song so shift heads if anybody knows yeah. a song that is slow enough that has breaks in the melody that i could breathe please let me know because i have till tomorrow to make submissions otherwise i don't know if You're i'm going to be able to do this without dying on wow. stage <laughs> well don't die we don't we want to keep the dying i don't want to die yeah yeah, that's good. I, I I just thought you would you know maybe just you know whistle in your robe or something. That might be a good way to impress the judges. A good way to go. Um, okay, so suggestions eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. We will get the conversation going on shiftheads.ca on the Facebook group as well. Handy Andy whistling and skipping. <laughs> so ridiculous. This show turned into we we went from Ryan's laundry to you skipping and whistling here. This is so funny. Um, I know. 
but hey, like it's cool what you do. I mean, all of it's taken so much practice and work. So I think it's fun. We'd love to see you on TV and support you in that. And you'll get, I don't know, we can do like a, a viewer vote, get all the shift heads voting for you. I think that'd be fun, but this is cool. So we'll share those out. Um, get in conversation on the group with Andy too. Thanks for being here, brother. Thanks, Shane.